Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the big run, and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Tail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Blackshirt Hour continues. Jay Moore with us. He's also logging time on a holiday at Moore 44 on Twitter. Jay Bird, how was the weekend? Thanks for uh, joining us today. Yeah, the weekend was good. It's finally nice to have something to watch on the weekends. You know, I'm a big golf guy, obviously, so golf's winded down here, and now it's football time. So it was plenty of things to do. Kind of laid low this weekend, and and just get ready for the official start of fall. All right. So takeaways, we got to get your thoughts on on the Nebraska Minnesota game before we dive into full buff week. And it was there, and then it wasn't for Nebraska. Do you come away encouraged or or man, kind of thinking what could have been? Is this uh, a tough way to go into another road game against a bitter rival? Yeah. Tell you what, it's you could you can kind of go at it one of two ways. You can be somewhat optimistic, I believe, or you can be completely pessimistic and say things are never going to change. This is the way it's been for you know six years. We let games go. We have complete control of the game. We just can't finish it out. Or you can say, okay, you know things. We're under a, it's a it's a whole different ball game. We you know we had we had some issues, but you're going to have issues in the first game. You're going to have issues when you have a new quarterback, a new staff. And you're on the road on a Thursday night against a Big Ten uh, opponent. Things are, you know, things aren't going to go your way. And you can look at the positive and say, "Hey, the defense, they're good. They're, you can you can rely on them, and you're going to have to rely on them all year." And then you can say, you know, "In their ability to stop the run, and I know they struggled to get off the field on third down at times, but they made some nice adjustments in the second half. Minnesota really couldn't do much unless we gave them the football, which we did, unfortunately. Uh, but overall, I." I I'm not. I'm not encouraged. I'm not. Um, I'm not discouraged at all. I'm not. I'm definitely not pessimistic. I saw some good things. I'm just not. I'm just. In the, I'm definitely in the mode of not. I'm just not going to overreact to one game. It's just. It's just been one game, and it, you just want to boil it down to the most simplest things. And it's just football one on one. It'll be football until the end of time. Is you cannot turn the football over. You have to control the ball. You can't be careless of it. I don't care if you're playing at home or away against a Big Ten opponent or not. You turn the ball over three or four times and you're negative three in the turnover category, you're going to struggle to beat anyone in college football anymore. So it's just simple as that. you got to take you got to take care of the football, and that's the only thing that was discouraging to me was, you know, you have to you have to do those things. And whether it was Anthony Grant or, or Jeff Sims, uh, they they have a – they, they didn't take care of the football, and that's, that's why we lost the football game. Jay Moore with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And Jay, 
I don't think anyone doubts that this football team will get some of those things cleaned up as the year goes on. This team is going to be a lot better once November rolls around. But my question to you is how much can you realistically get done in a week and two days? And that's where Nebraska does have a bit of an advantage this week is that they have a little more off time before Colorado as opposed to, to Colorado playing on Saturday morning. But how much can realistically get cleaned up within just a week? Well, I, th- I think decision-making for Jeff Sims can get cleaned up. I, I, I would hope so. You, I hope he's, you know, sitting down with Satterfield and saying, okay, where do, where, what do I need to improve on? Obviously, there's a lot to improve on. And in these certain situations, and when this play is called, you see this coverage, you, immediately you can't, you know, you got to look to do this or whatever it may be. I'm not, a, I'm not a quarterback guru by any means. But obviously you cannot do – we cannot keep performing on offense uh, the way we did on, on Thursday night against Minnesota and, and that from the quarterback standpoint because that's that's going to be the case and uh, we got to find someone else to play that position. The most important thing as a quarterback is you got to take care of the football. You can't be careless with the football. Jeff Sims was very, very careless with that football on Thursday night. Uh, I think you can you – can, Make some adjustments, and you can see. And the, the, here's the thing: is you can you finally got tape on guys to see how they're actually performing against a different opponent. It's one thing to coach tape when you're playing against the number one defense or the number two defense, but now you got live action, real bullets are flying, right? And you can go ahead and coach this thing now, and you can say, "Hey," and it, I, I'm I'm guessing, I'm almost guaranteeing that Jeff Sims is falling back on some bad habits or some things he they they've tried to correct in in previous practices or previous scrimmages and kind of that's what happens when you get uh, you get some pressure and you get in some different situations you kind of fall back on some bad habits in game one and i think i think those can get easily corrected you know it's because it just has to i don't know if, they, if it does this is gonna be a long season for this offense jay what can you lean on offensively what do you like what do you think of the o-line and let's transport that to boulder uh, they wanted a shootout there's they're, they're Skill spots are phenomenal. They got a stud quarterback. Uh, they got an opportunistic defense and a really nice back end, as you would expect with Coach Prime, how he would want his secondary to play. But, all right, what is what is the game plan? What do you go and take with you to Boulder uh, to, to get some points and not have to, to, to be a non-complimentary football team for a second week on the road? Yeah. You know, the offensive line, to answer your first question, I don't know. Uh, I, there's some issues. I think we got some things going. I wasn't. I don't like our pass protection. Uh, they got home just bringing three guys a, a, a few times. That That's a little concerning to me. But look, going forward, I think <laughs> you're going to have to run the football. You're going to you're gonna have to take some time time off the clock, especially nowadays when, uh, you know, the clock doesn't stop at first down. So I think you got to come into this game and say, hey, <laughs> You saw what they can do on offense, right? Against I don't know how good TCU is. I know they they've they lost dang near both, every starter off both sides of the ball. So I don't I don't know how good TCU truly is. Uh, but Colorado is exponentially better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. They got some dudes on offense. Defense uh, don't know yet either. I mean they they gave some big points to to, to uh, TCU. And again, if TCU doesn't turn the ball over twice inside their own ten yard line, that's they they win handily as well. So, but I think. This, this team has to run the football, and I think they have to run the football with Jeff Sims. I don't think they're good enough yet on the offensive line to say, hey, it's 10 on 11, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. I think you need to have Jeff Sims count the run game, and you have to keep teams honest. And hopefully that effectively opens up the, the passing game somehow, some way. 
but you better look at this thing as a four minute drill every quarter. I just don't, I just don't think, uh, especially the Colorado game, this offense, what I've seen so far through one game, this, this offense is dynamic and they're explosive. Uh, Shredder Sanders was, takes care of the football. He really puts it in bad spots. It's going to be tough to get some turnovers. So we better, we better, com, com, you know, fully commit to the run game and shorten this football game. And especially when they want to go up tempo and you're playing at altitude where that oxygen, the oxygen levels aren't, uh, <laughs> those are, it burns. Trust me. I played, I played in Boulder and it, it, it hits you hard really quick. So I'd, I just love to see them commit to this run game and just say, Hey, let's, let's see if we can handle it. See if our defense can slow you down and just kind of make this a, a battle inside of a phone booth. Jay, tell me about that, that element of playing at altitude because I've gone on walks at altitude in Denver and I feel short of breath. It's 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 legit. And, so I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jay, I want to get your thoughts as a, as a defensive guy, just how important it is to be able to, to get some moments to sit on that bench and relax because as you laid out, Colorado's going to want to go fast. They have athletes all over the place. That's going to be a, a tough challenge for your defense if they have to have a lot of snaps out there. Like, is Nebraska going to be going for 40 minutes of time of possession if possible on Saturday? Is that going to be your game plan to win? I would love that. That'd be fantastic. If Nebraska has the ball for 40 minutes, unless Colorado scores on, you know, two or three play drives, and you know, and they're just up and down the field. I, I think Nebraska would win the game if we had the time of possession for 40 minutes. It, but it's different. It just, it's, it just, the lungs burn so much quicker in, in, in altitude. It's, yeah, that that first drive, you kind of can get you, you get used to it a little bit throughout the game, but it's it's it hits you quick. And, and I think that the nice thing is Nebraska played a lot of guys defensively mm-hmm. and overall, you know, offense defense in this game to create some sort of depth and get some, uh, you know, get some experience for some a lot of these young kids. So I, I think that's going to help them out. You can you can see again, you can coach guys on real life game tape and and get them prepared as best as possible. But it's they got It's going to be a different different aspect. Uh, they're going to have to they're going to have to kill them third down. Uh, I think they can, I think they can they can you know hang their hat on first and second down. But they did struggle early in the game. I think Minnesota was four or five in the first half on third down on those conversions. So you got to improve on that a little bit. But if you can somehow again, this is a game with this type of offense. You hold them three points. This is you hold them three points, and that's that's a win uh, for the defense in a, in, a, in a in a game. Whereas this Colorado offense is is, a, is as explosive as as we've seen. Jaybird, what'd you think of of Nebraska's defensive line? Uh, big plays by Polar Bear and Robinson was active before he got booted. Overall, did you like the black shirts? Yeah, I thought they were, they played really really well. I think like I, the really only you know mistakes they had were you know not getting off the field on third down, and then they make that play on third down at the corner of the end zone. I, I, you know, as a secondary, uh, the cornerback, you, all the help was on the inside. One place you could not get beat was to the corner, and he did. Kind of ran a post, a post corner route, and just ate him up. It was a great, it was a great play. It was a great catch by the receiver from Minnesota. But overall, holding Minnesota to less than seventy-five yards rushing. I mean, it was the last time Minnesota rushed for less less than a hundred yards. Syracuse, Syracuse a year ago, but I know yeah, your point. Both, yeah. yeah, the last right. time they played the three-three-five. Yeah, yeah. Again, so. That is that was that was great to see. And again, they did not. They had some, you know, some time to move the ball. But the, I thought the D line provided a ton of pressure. Uh, the quarterback was kind of running. There's multiple times we should have got him down, but he, the quarterback for Minnesota did a fantastic job of getting out of pressure and escaping and getting rid of the ball and throwing it away. So overall, I'm I'm pleasantly pleased. I just think this defense is going to make 
you know, unfortunately, they're going to have to make more plays on defense to keep us in it for the rest of the year. Probably going to have to score on defense somehow, some way. And you're going to have to make, you're going to have to rely on some guys to make some plays in crunch time. You know, I'd love to see Isaac Gifford come up that, you know, interception in the, in the end zone there. We need, we need big time players to make big time plays in big time games. And every game this season is big time because I don't, just the way that I've seen so far and just how the season's going to go, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a grind amount games for, uh, for many of the, uh, for the rest of the year. So I think this defense is going to have to step up and play well and make some plays. But, but overall, before I see for 60 minutes from Minnesota, I, I am, I'm very, very happy with what I saw. A few more minutes. Jay Moore with this black shirt, Husker NFLer. Jay Moore, you find him on big red wrap up uh, during the season, Tuesday nights, follow him on Twitter at Jay Moore 44. We'll get uh, some thoughts on the trip to Boulder for Nebraska, Colorado. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Real quick reminder about buckling up. One of every three fatal crashes in Nebraska involves an alcohol-impaired driver. Why take chances if you drink, don't drive? A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Podcast for you. Hail Varsity Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Subscribe to it on those platforms and uh, take us with the segment you want to hear or the entire show. Jay Moore continues with us a holiday Monday with Hale Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore is with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio as we talk Nebraska, Minnesota. Put a bow on that and look ahead to Nebraska, Colorado. And Jay, we were discussing the three-three-five. How Minnesota saw that against Syracuse, they, they didn't uh, run the ball all that effectively there. And now against Nebraska, it's the same story. And whenever you look ahead to Colorado, the first defense they played this year was TCU, who runs the 3-3-5. Is that advantage Nebraska to be able to see some of the ways that Colorado attacked the 3-3-5 in game one? Or is that advantage Colorado, the fact that they've already played a 3-3-5 defense and have gotten to figure out some things that work against that scheme? What's your take on that? Yeah, kind of six one I have a dozen the other. I, I think... Again, I haven't seen enough of what we, you know, if I could go back and compare them and watch both games, we kind of just to see how we do things. I, that's, that's the beauty of the three-three-five. You can kind of turn it into being near whatever you want. But I don't, I mean, just to see what they did uh, against TCU uh, makes me on it with their three-three-five. Concerns me. It definitely does concern me. But I think these guys, our guys are, I think our defense is better than TCU's. I re- really do. N- you know, not to short TCU out by any means, but I just, they... They looked like they were seeing ghosts a lot of, a lot of the game against uh, Colorado. So uh, I think overall the defense is in for a long – it's not, not a long day. It's going to be a challenge. It's definitely going to be a challenge. They just got to get up the field on third down, hold them to three points if you can, and just hope that the offense can take care of the football. you got to take care of the football. If we can somehow not turn it over or somehow end the game and even, I, I kind of lean towards Nebraska here. Even though I thought, you know, before, this game, before we uh, – I saw Colorado play, I thought – we're going to be all right against Colorado. My uh, my tone has definitely changed after seeing them play TCU. That's just it. Everyone's tone flipped. It went from, God, here you go again with another close loss and how the hell did that happen to pour a bloody Saturday morning, shake the cobwebs, and, whoa, who is this Colorado team and how did he do it in game one with 70 new faces? They looked tough. They looked fast. They looked acrobatic and you know it's going to be a it's going to need to be a heavy dose of big 10 football in boulder with tackling and physicality and 
nine guys on the line and let's just go rugby. <clears throat> you know, if you're looking at thought bubbles from Coach Rule and company, I mean, you can, you can muck this game up with what you think you can do well, and that's just go lean on them. Lean on them for 12 rounds, so to speak, and just try and keep them in front of you. Uh, they're going to hit some plays, but can you limit their opportunity? I mean, that's that's my formula right now, uh, looking at it early. I, You know the other part of this, Jay, and you can talk to this. How does Colorado respond, and we started the show off with this, to this national love fest? Yeah. Prime's prime. Uh, and he's got all sorts of receipts to sort through, of course, with the uh, the naysayers, the doubters, the non-believers, as he called them. And there's a there's a line of us that said, uh, he may get it done. It's either going to be good or terrible, and you're one for him. And, man, he came out of the gate and, and delivered. Can they deliver a second week in a row after backslaps all week, after national request, after the attention, after the, after the spotlight? And then you got Nebraska on the flip side coming in, no doubt, pissed off. I mean, it just sets up from a psychological standpoint. You play on the field, I get it, but that's it's difficult for guys not to to feel like they've arrived after a big wow moment. I initially my mind went there as well. Cause you can use the negativity, the naysayers, the non believers, and you can you can use that to your advantage. How are you gonna use it when people give me so much love now? I mean, he's they, he's done a fantastic job. Yes. I'll give him that. I Absolutely. Was not, that was not even – did not expect that at all to see them go into a team that played for the national championship last year on the road, first game of the year, and do what they did. Completely surprised. But it's going to be tougher. It's going to be tougher now to say, hey, you got to – there's there's a lot of people that are singing your praises. There's people that, you know, said, hey, Prime has got to figure this thing out whatever he did in the offseason with all the changes, the, his coaching hires were fantastic. He's got it figured out. He's got the new era of college football figured out with all the transfer portal. And now what do you do? You know, there's no more receipts to, to check because everything checks out fine all of a sudden. So I, that's going to be interesting to see the psychological battle. And you could say, you know, Nebraska, obviously people here in, in you know, in Nebraska are the fans. They, there's a lot more negativity. And you could say, hey, look at, you can take whatever whatever comments, whoever's you know the, the newspaper clippings, and you can say hey, people don't believe us. You know they don't believe in you now. They don't think you can go into Colorado and beat this team. They think you're going to start off zero and two. And what are you going to do about it? Can you flip this thing around? Can you make a statement and say hey we've we've bought into our process. We bought into these things, and we're going to learn from our mistakes. So it's going to be the the psychological warfare is, is somewhat interesting. But I I tell you what about the first you know a couple series that stuff goes away you mm-hmm. kind of just become who you are so it's it's easy to have that stuff early in the game but once once the things kind of kicked off everyone kind of settles into the game all that psychological stuff you know goes away you better better prepared very very well in the in the previous weeks otherwise you're going to lose that football game jay matt rule said last week before minnesota that he didn't really care about a fast start uh, he'd be laughing on the sideline if, uh, if Minnesota returned a kick for a touchdown because it's about making it to the fourth quarter and being in the game there. And we, we saw the results of that on Thursday night. It clearly wasn't what Matt Roll wanted. But do you think that story changes at all with the Colorado game? Do you worry about them playing in front of the home fans? It's Coach Prime's home debut. Do, do you worry about the momentum getting away from Nebraska based on what we saw last week? Should Colorado jump out of Nebraska early? Potentially, because if our offense is struggling. But again, I, I don't think 
Colorado's defense is the 85 Bears by any means. <laughs> I, I think they have their own issues to worry about. So I think we might be able to get some things going offensively. But if you you start this thing off 14 nothing in a bat and eye, that's going to be a hard thing to battle back from. I just don't think our offense has that kind of firepower unless they, they figure something out in, you know, in the nine days in between the games. So overall, I tell you what, it's just, again, my tone has completely changed. <laughs> I, I thought this was going to be not an easy win, but a very uh, convincing win for Nebraska. And now, now I'm just, I, I, can we, can we slow this offense down and can the offense not, can our offense not make so many mistakes to where we can keep this thing within reach going into the fourth quarter? Jay, it's we'll just get really different. Jay, we'll get you out on this, sorry to step on you, but uh, the mystique, the rivalry, the bitterness, Nebraska, Colorado, uh, was that something you grew up with? How did you treat this game as a player? And uh, was it a special matchup for you with Nebraska-Colorado? Oh, it was. I think, you know, Oklahoma, growing up as a kid, it was always Oklahoma Friday after Thanksgiving. But obviously when the Big 12 was established, that and you got Colorado every year after Thanksgiving. I hated Colorado. I still hate Colorado. I hate them. They're just, they're just trashy. You know, they're just, I don't think this, it's like, look, Lynn, I, uh, I have friends that play for Colorado that I played with in professional ball. They're all good people. But I just remember even we went out there my junior and beat them, what, 30 to three, uh, Joel Klatt's senior year and, and took it to them. They already sealed the big 12 North to, I think they ended up playing Texas against smoke, but, and that was, you know, that was, um, that was the game. The fans got, the student section got kicked out. I mean, what kind of, Place where we t- your student section literally get kick- kicks out in the third quarter. I mean, what are we what are we doing here? And but it's just Boulder, you know. It's kind of those that's that university. I just they just give me the EBGs a little bit, but it's that's a good thing, right? You want that, you want that rivalry, and you want to feel that way about a team because the same thing is you know is they feel about us. They can't even wear red inside that building, so there you know there's there's some hatred there as well. Jay, looking forward to it. We'll get checked in again, and we'll see if. Nebraska comes back one and one, or it's a tough zero and two start. We'll see if Coach Prime and the Buffs keep their uh, their love fest going. Good to spend some time today. Yep, thanks, boys.